Hi, I'm Brittany Ashley, your host of Breaking Norms, Building Dreams, your guide through this transformative journey in both business and life. This is your place crafted for dreamers, doers, or anyone who has been told they can't. Get ready as we challenge those narratives together. You're tuning in live to the United Public Radio Network, airing on 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. We are streaming on all the popular platforms every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me for a candid and thought-provoking conversation celebrating your unique journey because you are worth it. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today with Sarah. Everyone, welcome to Breaking Norms, Filling Dreams. I'm your host, Brittany Ashley, and we are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 5.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. And we have a little listener listening to us. Escape the routine and join us for the next hour as we break norms and dreams with Sarah. Sarah, I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry you hear my two-year-old in the background. She is very uh, excited, very clearly. There she is. She popped in her little head. So cool. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you both on today. I'll just do a little bio on you. I'm so excited to talk more. Um, Sarah is an award-winning personal trainer, self-love coach, plus-size model, motivational speaker, former <laughs> Miss Plus Canada. She's a pas- passionate about women, learning to love themselves and creating lasting change in their wellness journey. You can catch her as TV personality and fitness experts on CityLine and Breakfast Television. She was recently featured in Self Magazines and Glamour Magazine has named her one of the top 30 fitness Instagram accounts to follow. So exciting. I'm like getting so pumped reading this. And her work has recently been featured in New York Post and Washington Post. Sarah advocates for plus-size women in fitness and beauty and has worked with some of the world's most renowned brands, such as Nike, Under Armour, Sport Check, NYX, Lululemon, and Self Magazine, to name a few. All for the goal to show plus-size women they deserve to live the life of their dreams and have a seat at the table. Love it. She has learned that being an athlete and a model has no size, and her mission is to help women on their self-love journeys through her new book, Social Influence. And in her virtual fitness studio, Sarah encourages women to live their best life, body, soul, and spirit. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, I know that was such a great bio. But maybe you can do more of a bio first, just kind of sort of like how you started, because I bet you so many people are interested on that. (laughs) Um, Well, I definitely didn't have the experience doing what I do now. Um, I used to work in the nonprofit sector. I did telefundraising and then I did uh, digital fundraising. So I basically helped Canada, North America's uh, top nonprofits raise money online or via telefundraising. But I also went through a personal experience just before I was 30, I left an abusive marriage and I embark on what I call my self-love journey. Um, And I realized that I wasn't operating out of my value and my worth. And I was accepting what I thought I deserved, which was not much. And so when I left, I started focusing on body, soul, and spirit, how to make change. um, How do I heal? And that's really what my focus was. And so affirmations and journaling and all of that kind of stuff. And about two years into my journey, my mom said to me, okay, it's time to stop surviving. It's time to start dreaming. And Mm -hmm. so being my A-type personality, I went and got a big bristle board and wrote out all my dreams and down to like travel I wanted to do, instruments I wanted to play again. Um, I wanted to be a Zumba instructor. That was something that was on there. So that's interesting to note. Um, and then I wrote plus size modeling and I had erased it three times before it actually stuck. And so that was in September. Um, and then the following February, I had my first opportunity to model. So I went to the opportunity. Then I was invited to be with the same company. Um, they no longer exist, unfortunately, but they did a dragon's dance. Then I was one of the models for that. And then I got an email. Are you the next Miss Plus Canada? And so I entered the pageant with no experience, covered in tattoos, which apparently was like not a thing. Um, Originally, they had said that we had to cover all of our tattoos and my whole back is done. And I'm like, how is this going to happen? And so they ended up changing the rules for me. Um, 
and I ended up winning Queen People's Choice and Talent. And the interesting thing about it is it being beautiful was one of the things that like I struggled with most of my life because I had been the big girl. So I always heard, oh, you'd be beautiful if you lost weight. That was always a thing. You're pretty butt. Um, and I remember when we had, to, we had to do a talent, I'm like, what the heck am I going to do for a talent? I'm not singing on stage. And all I had was my story of journey to self-love and all the things that I had to walk through to get to where I was. And so I wrote this spoken word and I remember at rehearsal, I can still picture it like it was yesterday, even though it was 10 years ago. And I said it, it was the first time I had said it out loud because at this point I was practicing in my room and I said it out loud and it was almost like a physical release and all the girls in the pageant stood around me and they just like hugged me because they didn't know that I had that in me because I was so shy. And so it was in that moment that I realized that I didn't get through what I got through to sit down and keep my mouth shut, but to help other women. And so mm-hmm. the journey kept going on. I ended up winning. I have a marketing background. So I ended up just branding myself, um, sharing my life online. And my whole goal was about inspiring women to see their value, their worth, and their beauty and reprogram the negative tape that plays in their head. And Several years into that, fitness became a part of it. It became how I felt better about myself physically, created space for all the other things that I wanted to do as well. And um, then I was fat shamed at a gym (laughs) after two years of being there. And I was like, "Uh, what am I going to do about this? I'm not the only plus size woman that just wants to feel good in the gym and not be shamed. So I ended up certifying Mm -hmm. as a personal trainer. Uh, One of my mentors, um, who I'm still friends with, actually paid for half my certification because she really believed in me. And then things just kept happening because I just kept taking one step in front of the next. I ended up opening my first studio in a shared space just after graduation. I had not taught a single class and I launched. So I just decided I'm going for it. Opened a gym in Toronto the following year. Um, And then due to COVID had to shut down um, and went 100% virtual. So I'm 100% virtual now. I also now have a two-year-old that wasn't planned as well. So there's been lots of pivot, lots of change but all around the journey to self-love um, and how fitness plays a role in that as one of many elements on your journey. I love that. Long and short. <laughs> yeah, I love that though. Thank you for sharing with all of us. I find like going back to um, just the gym in itself, like I had severe anxiety going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, everyone be like, you need to go to the gym and lose weight or you need to go to the gym and have like do the exercise, do these things. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason in the gym as a whole gives me severe anxiety because I feel like I'm always being watched. Mm-hmm. I'm always being judged. Um, I personally always struggled with what I look like. And so mm-hmm. I just love what you're doing because I think we're so dr- like drowned with social media of the negative. And so mm-hmm. I love that you're taking and being positive light that a lot of women can connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, I'm just looking at some of our, cause you said a whole bunch there. So I want to like, <laughs> where should we digest? Where should we start with? But I, it sounds like overall you really want to stir this journey to empower and inspire women mm-hmm. to self-love. Can, and you kind of give any kind of, light to somebody who might be struggling right now, um, Mm -hmm. little steps that you took to kind of start your path because everyone has their own journey. Like you do, um, Mm -hmm. first step, because I find that's always like the first step that it's hard to take. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would say the first step is just acknowledging that where you are right now is not serving you. And so that's usually the hardest part. And that's like with anything in life, right? Like if you're in a relationship, that's not serving you. If you're in a job, that's not serving you. One of the hardest things is to actually say, this isn't working for me. Um, And it can take a lot of courage to say that because so many things are wrapped into that, right? And so relationships, finances might be wrapped into that so many different things, right? So it's that acknowledgement first. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might need to talk through that with somebody of like, something doesn't feel right. I'm not sure what it is. And I think really getting in tune with how you currently feel And then the next step is seeing, what do you want to feel like? What do you want life to look like? What's important to you? What are your values? What are you expecting life is going to look like? What are your dreams? And then from there, it's like, okay, 
what are some steps to start taking to go from A to B? And I think that that then becomes the overwhelming for a lot of people. And that's where they go into the all or nothing thinking. So I'm not happy where I am. This is where I want to be, but I'm going to change a hundred things at once and get discouraged by day three. (laughs) So I would say that's the biggest trend I see is like, first it's the acknowledgement. Then it's like, okay, I'm going to do something about it. But then you have to kind of take a step back and say, what are one to three small things that I can do to show up for myself consistently every day? that will add up to the change that I want. So if we're speaking specifically to, we'll speak to two things, fitness, as well as how you view yourself. So your self-love journey, we'll call it. When it comes to fitness, a lot of people think, I have to start working out five days a week. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I coach one, clients one-on-one. I have an app and I will get in their intake form five days. I absolutely know. If you're not working out at all now, I'm not yeah. programming you five days. Um, Oftentimes, if somebody says, I want to start with three, I might start them with three, but say, let's like soft in with two, because again, Mm -hmm. like you have to create space for this in your life and you have to create new routines around these changes that you want to make. Um, But like one of the easiest things you can start to do to move your body is start walking. Um, I love using the goal of adding a 20 minute walk in your day. It's usually something pretty attainable for people. And if you don't have 20 minutes at once, split it up, whether it be going for a five minute walk after every meal or splitting it up into two 10 minute walks, but just like a 20 minute Mm -hmm. walk each day is going to make a massive difference in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and focusing on those small habits when we think of like, brushing our teeth is a natural habit that we likely don't have to think about. It's very part of a much, very much part of our day. And the goal is that your habits that you want to work on when it comes to your fitness, your self-love, nutrition, um, self-care, all your wellness is that it becomes more natural and a a new norm for you rather than it feeling super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to feel uncomfortable in the first little bit. And that's okay. We grow outside of our comfort zones. And so realizing like it's going to be uncomfortable, but bite-sized chunks and focusing on like 1% change every day, not like 100% change every day. Um, I think that that's those elements together is where to start. Um, And then as you continue to go, you change and you evolve. Like, for example, for me, um, I had some back procedures done this summer, so I couldn't strength train. Um, So I walked all summer. I walked six Mm -hmm. kilometers every day with Brooklyn, my daughter and my mom. Um, So I kept active, which felt really good. And my distance got further. My cardiovascular got better. And then when I started to incorporate strength training again, even as a personal trainer, I started with two days a week. Got comfortable doing that for 12 weeks. Then I added a third. Got consistent with that. Now I'm at four. And so I've had a routine. I recently moved at the beginning of this month and I wanted to ease into what routine was going to look like. And today I actually started with a 5, 15 a.m. wake up so that I can work out before my daughter gets up. But I've had to ease into all of these changes as opposed to like just switching it on because that often doesn't work for people. And that's where they get discouraged and then stop and then you don't change. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. Also, too, like we're still in the new year phase still like this we're in march but i still find that every year everyone's like what's your new year's resolution what's your new goals what are da 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 and then Mm -hmm. i the main one is always i'm going to go work out and get healthy and then i just decided not even like to even think about new year's resolutions anymore and just kind of like more on my birthday i guess i've decided because that's my new year new age and what makes to me kind of situation versus the new year of new years and trying to think of what's in alignment to me now because Mm -hmm. right now too like with two little ones like I can't even think about well like we already just talked about like I hate going to the gym so let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) ongoing jump there's actually my um lifelong friend listening right now she'd probably be writing the comments being like Brittany would get out of gym class since middle school, probably in elementary school, but we didn't even notice. That's hilarious. I worked the system and I still got A's. <laughs> but I think the thing too is like the gym intimidation is a real thing. There is no dismissing that. There is, it's very real. And so many people struggle with it, not just being plus size. Like I have clients who are not plus size. I specifically message to plus size because I am, and they can identify that I look similar to them and that I, it's po- if it's possible for me, it's possible for you. With that said, 
um, again, it's a whole all or nothing. Just because you don't want to go to the gym, you might have to work up your confidence to go there. Working out at home, there is nothing wrong with it. I have literally been working out at home since COVID hit and I had to shut my gym down. Um, I've only now gone back to a gym, which is only in my condo. That's the only reason I'm going because it's available. Um, yeah. But you can get an effective workout at home with not much space and not much equipment um, and start building your confidence so that you feel good. And I think a lot of it comes down to not just the perception of being around people, but also the confidence in knowing how to actually do it. Um, and I think women specifically are not taught how to strength train. So I know a lot of women who are like, I'm going to the gym to go on the treadmill because it's the only thing they know how to do or that they feel confident enough doing, right? And, and if they knew how to use dumbbells and do squats and full body workouts with just dumbbells mm -hmm. or use machines, they would have a little bit more confidence because then they're not worrying about like, how am I actually doing it? Right. So that's one stumbling block. And I think when you can approach things by tackling a stumbling block at a time, mm -hmm. um, it will help build your confidence to do it. But again, you don't have to go from like doing nothing to then going to the gym, work out at home. Like literally I tell people, I, I do have follow along video workouts. I've taught probably 400 live virtual classes since I closed mm -hmm. my gym in 2020. So they're all part of my membership now on demand. Um, but literally if you have the size of a yoga mat, a couple dumbbells, optional resistance bands, you can get an amazing full body workout. No problem. Upper body, lower body cardio. Like you can use just your body stuff around the house. Like if you don't have access to dumbbells, like there's so much that can be done, um, to help build your confidence. If you want to work out at the gym eventually, or if you just want to stay working out at home, because the benefits of moving your body are so exponential. Mm -hmm. And I would say for me personally, I don't know if anyone else listening could relate to this, but since COVID it's just been such a hard, like it was already hard enough before yeah. COVID to even want to really work out. My thing used to be swimming. I used to love swimming. Um, but now after kids, like I don't feel confident in wearing a swimsuit. Like I just, mm -hmm. like, nope, like I'm horrified to wear a swimsuit. Um, that's obviously a confidence thing that I need to overcome myself. And stepping yeah. into the realm because also too, like I want to be able to have fun with the kiddos and go yeah. to the beach and like have that versus them being like, oh, mom just always sits on the sidelines and just watches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really with before that and then with COVID, I would say like just even getting into that moving piece for me has been really hard. Mm. We actually just got um, a puppy, a husky mix, because why not get the most talkative dog in the world. Um, he used to go up quite a bit. And I would say, like, compared to my old dog that recently passed, like, he has so much energy. So it's making me want to be motivated to move again. Mm -hmm. It's like, to me, I had to find that motive. Not to say that everyone can go out and get a dog. But, <laughs> but for yeah. me, work from home, like, I, like, when we end up, we fostered this pup first. And just like his energy, I was like, I was like, okay, this is motivating me more. And it's just helping mm -hmm. me change my mind frame. Even though I've I've worked with so many different like um fitness coaches in the past, and I felt like I could never make that switch. And I don't know mm -hmm. why. Maybe you might know why. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it really comes down to your why, right? Yeah. And I, I always when I start working with clients when I want it's okay, really identify what your why is. Mm -hmm. Is your why because you want to change your body? that's not going to keep you long-term. That is a sure way to set you up for constant disappointment and frustration. Yes. But when your why is intrinsic, so for me, um, my why has obviously evolved now being a mom as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I also have a 10 centimeter hamstring tear. So my hamstring is completely ripped off my butt bone, um, which I didn't know. Um, it happened before I got pregnant and I just found out about a year ago. Um, it cannot be operated on because it's been too long. It was discovered two and a half years after the injury actually happened. But my why is after having my daughter, I could hardly move and I'm a personal trainer. So mm -hmm. I had a C-section and I thought that's why I was having a hard time moving. It was also because of this hamstring injury that I wasn't even aware of. And yeah. so, so much of my why was, okay, my option is I can continue to live in this much pain and hardly be able to do anything, or I can fight through this slowly. And it's been very slow to be able to feel better um, so that I can live the life that I want and chase after her because she's very active. And I think when you can really identify a why, um, and again, coming back to the same thing I said before, which is 
how do you feel and how do you want to feel? And is there a difference between the two? If you're not feeling your ideal, something, you know, something has to change. And when we constantly rely on your why being a physical thing mm-hmm. of what you look like, um, it's superficial, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Um, with that said, it's why I, I combine the fitness and the self-love piece together because until you fix the inside, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do to the outside. <laughs> they go hand in hand wow. and your whole wellness journey and your all of you requires every piece of you being in balance. And if one is out of whack, they're all out of whack. Yeah. Um, right. And so it's finding that balance of making sure it's not just working out. So when mm-hmm. I work with clients one-on-one, I'm not just saying, here's your workout plan. No, let's talk about your relationship with food. Most of the women I work with decide, sorry, that's my max. Most what? people decide I'm so busy. I'm not going to eat all day. And then at night they want to eat anything and everything. And so we first work on let's nourish your body, three meals and a snack a day. That's one of the things that we constantly, we're not talking about a diet. We're just talking about like, can you please eat something? Yeah. Um, getting in your water, working out as part of it. And oftentimes again, easing into that, whether it be strength training, uh, walking, your desired cardio, but then there's other factors. Like what are you doing in terms of your soul care? Are you mm-hmm. feeling good about yourself? Are you um, fueling your soul? Are you connecting to the spiritual side of you? My faith is a really big part of my life. And I incorporate devotions of reading my Bible regularly, because if I'm not in that place, I'm not functioning well. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's other aspects of like connection with other people. Are you in relationship with people? not just romantically, but like friends and family, like all of those parts make part of you and your body is one part. And yet it's the biggest motivator by for so many people, but your body is the least interesting thing about you. There's so much about you. And I think something that has really struck with me in the last little while is um, our value. And I Mm -hmm. think so many of us are operating out of a value that is skewed and that is not accurate and something that i've been really focusing on is studying women of the bible and when i started it was sorry brooklyn would like a bigger sucker that's what's happening yes. this is mom life real life you want it in there there you go so everyone can understand on. what real life mom in life this, is this is I'm really what it's mom. like <laughs> Say hi. 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 <laughs> smells like papa treats yeah um i I think like when we can really actually operate out of our worth it's a game changer in every area and it's not just like my wellness (laughs) that sounds bougie but it's how you show up in relationships how you show up at work how you show up for yourself Mm -hmm. and so many women especially but everybody else before them they're the last person to deal with but how are you going to give from an empty cup Right. There's so I think when we take this step back and just it's not just fitness, it's, mm-hmm. it's you as a whole mm-hmm. and holistically approaching change in your life with small increments that build yeah. up and make the change that you desire. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. Just like think just listening to you speak, I'm like, hmm, okay, so I need to put myself first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I need to eat. You're like teaching me right now. It's like things that I already like think in my brain. I was just, here's Brandon's comment. Um, so yeah, that's me. I eat once a day, but snack. Um, for me personally, I'm the kind of person that like put my head down because I have like such a short time frame with the kids mm-hmm. care. Well, we know that one's out right now, but <laughs> That's another chaos story. Um, But I always have been, even before kids, forget to eat. Like, I don't know what it is. Forget to eat. Just would live off coffee when I was in university and keep that routine. And so to break that cycle is so hard. So it's like peeling back the onions of like, okay, why are you doing this? You know that it's not healthy, but you keep Mm -hmm. patterns. And I'm like self-diagnosed with ADHD. So more I've been like reading about it. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I'm like, okay, I need to go <laughs> about this because apparently I need some extra support because it is like slowly showing up in different areas in my life. 
But the big piece too, like you were saying about you as a person as a whole is revisiting things, maybe a past experience of different triggers of why maybe you can't show yeah. up in like a bathing suit or maybe go to the gym, like start thinking of the whys yeah. and then slow, slowly picking down at them to make yourself feel better being there and taking first step. Um, For me anyways, like I know I've been slowly working at that. Um, I would say ever since my, like I've never felt comfortable in my body, but after my son, I'm always, I'm even more like, nope, even like, nope, I want to wear like my big sweaters. I want to wear like comfy, like just comfortable things. Mm -hmm. Then used to, with my daughter, I was able to like somewhat dress up, feel like I do my makeup more I don't know what it is it's like a change maybe with the chaos of two I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I think but like in all honesty what it also sounds like is there is a value piece there of you realizing your value and your worth isn't just in your body your and then also acknowledging Mm -hmm. that your body birthed two children and how magnificent that is and if the cost is your body changed your body Mm -hmm. changed it doesn't make you more valuable or less valuable. I actually did a post on Sunday talking about like, everybody's obsessed with the scale. And I showed a picture of myself at the same size, same weight, and I look entirely different in both, but everybody's so obsessed with what the number says that it dictates how they feel about themselves, how they show up in the world, mm-hmm. and it can bring them down when it doesn't have to. Um, and it's why when I coach, I don't focus on weight loss. I've never promoted weight loss. Most Mm -hmm. of the people who come see me, that's what their goal is. And that's fine. But I don't want women to be like, I want to lose weight because it's going to make me happy. Because it's not. It's not going to make the difference. It is something inside. Um... Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. <laughs> Sorry, <geez. laughs> She I don't danced. Know if you can hear her. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She didn't nap today, so she's like a little bit of a wild child right now. Um, yeah, she's shaking it. Sorry, guys. Um, but it, it comes back to that conversation of like, what are you? What are you basing your value system on? And a lot of it comes with how we talk to ourselves. So when I say re-recording the negative tape that plays in our head, my tape that played was: you're fat, you're ugly, you're not good enough, you're never going to amount to anything. Um, nobody wants you. Um, I felt like I had to work for love. So there was so much of that that I had to heal from even recently and realizing like, oh, I can't just like strive for that. Also, like when I was 21, my parents split and I had to work two full-time jobs while I was in college. And so all I knew was hustle. And so having to change that culture, even um, having Brooklyn and injuring my hamstring were pretty much the only things that slowed me down. Um, And I've had to learn how to prioritize time, right? Like I work when she's sleeping. I don't normally take calls when she's awake because now you hear why. Um, Right. But I'm the same way. But I've had to figure out what I know that for me, now she's standing behind my screen. um, I've had to figure out for me how I can show up best for me so I can show up best for her as well as all my clients. Thank you. (laughs) You you just want to see yourself, right? Hi. There you go. Thank you. So cute. But a lot of it's that kind of conversation and everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to start working with a trainer. It's going to solve all my problems. I'm going to feel better about myself because my body's changing. It it has nothing to do with your body. Mm -hmm. Like your body's a byproduct of whatever is going on inside. And that's why I show up the way that I show up because I am plus size. I am a personal trainer. I am a model. I am an author. But if I didn't get over that this was what my body looked like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. 
right? And yeah. like, if I can do it, anybody can do it, right? Like yeah. it just, and I say that like so off the cuff, but like really it comes down to like, I had to make a choice and I had mm -hmm. to make that choice 10 years ago that I was tired of living, like I was feeling like I wasn't enough and I still deal with it. Doesn't mean that like it completely goes away, but I'm mindful of it and work through it. And that's why I help other women do the same thing. Yeah, I love that. I just like overcame my fear of public speaking in front of 25, maybe 30 women. I don't know. I stopped counting because I started to get really nervous <laughs> last week. And I was like, the more I count, I'm going to psych myself out. But like, that's the thing. Like the reason why I started this show is to really tell people that they are worthy of mm -hmm. whatever they want to do in life. If yeah. that's their passion, let's, let's do it. Let's build that momentum around you because anyone's yeah. worthy of doing anything. And then so Another big piece was for me anyways, that I struggle with is imposter syndrome, such a mm -hmm. piece. And I'm still talking to myself, like with the negative talk of how to switch that out. Because like, even when I launched this show, I'm like, who wants to hear me talk? Who's, who's Bernie? She's nobody. She, who cares if she owns a company? Like, you know, so I'm like, yeah. how do I take a step back, have a breath and just kind of rewrite a little bit more? positive narratives for me to move forward because mm -hmm. sitting in a negative mind frame just keeps, keeps you in that spiral. Yeah. It keeps you perpetuating. So, um, <laughs> one of the things that have been very instrumental in my journey and I work through it with all my clients is affirmations. And when I first heard of affirmations, I'm like, Oh yeah, they don't work. <laughs> um, that's kind of how I dismissed it. Um, but I very early on in my healing journey, I went to a conference and, it was led by a therapist that I had actually seen privately, um, in the past. And so at this conference and he asks for a volunteer, unconfident Sarah shoots her hand up. No idea why has me on stage with this. There was 90 people that I didn't know. And, um, they basically all proceeded to tell me what they saw of who I was. She's a princess. She's a warrior. She's bold. She's strong. And I'm sitting up there on stage crying. So then he, everybody finishes. My mom's in the back writing all these notes down. And he says to me, I want you to go home. And for the next year, I want you to read these out loud to yourself in the mirror. Right? I am at the top of the page. Yeah. And start saying them out loud. And look at yourself in the eyes in the mirror when you do it. I remember going home. And I was like, okay, I trust this man. I'm going to do this. So I had it on my mirror in my bedroom. It's by my bedside. I made a graphic for my desktop at my work so that I could see it. I was bombarded by these thoughts because this point I was bombarded by all the crappy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I remember the first time looking in the mirror, I can literally picture being in my bedroom and I was like, am I really doing this? This is so awkward. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I started saying these affirmations. I am strong. I am bold. I am beautiful. I'm enough. I am worthy. What going through them all. So committed to it every day, every day, not feeling a, a single thing of anything. Mm -hmm. Um, six months later, I'm, on my way to go see one of my best friends help her unpack. She had just moved. Beautiful summer day in the country road. And I look in the mirror and for the first time in my life, and I was 30, I was like, oh, I love me. I am beautiful. And it was the first time that I truly believed it. And so here I am like sobbing driving and I get to her house and she's like, what happened to you? And so I tell her and she's like, you know, what's crazy. I was like, what? She's like, I just found a journal from when I was in Bible college because she's unpacking. And mm -hmm. it was 10 years before this date. And oh. in it, she found a prayer for me that I would learn to love myself. And she found that journal entry the same day that I actually realized it. And so we yeah. obviously stood there crying. Um, so when, when people are like, do affirmations really work? Yeah, you <laughs> literally have to reprogram how you talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just like happen by doing it. It's just like, you're not, your teeth aren't gonna brush themselves, right? And I use teeth brushing a lot because it's like, we can all relate. Right. Yes. So it, it is an active conscious decision to start reprogramming and <laughs> making those changes and actively re-recording that tape. Yeah, I love it. Let's dig in a bit deeper because we're already a little bit 30 minutes in. For those just tuning in, you're listening to Breaking Norms, Building Dreams. We are live on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. Um, affirmation. Like, we can talk so much about that. And I want to because, like, I know my mind shift so much. Like, when I first started my business or when I was in some 
like negative spaces of my life, I had to learn how to switch the negative self-talk and like mm-hmm. create up the life that I want to have. So mm-hmm. like I was in an abusive relationship and I was like, no, I am worthy to have more than this. Mm-hmm. And so it's like those little things of like that shift. Like I can't even describe it because so many people have asked, like, how did you get out? And it's like, I can't even describe it. Like I just mm-hmm. really had to like <clears throat> pick up all my stuff and just get out when I knew it was safe and never look back kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But it's just when you start seeing that you are worthy enough and have removing that negative piece and the putting mm-hmm. in the application a bit more, it's crazy. Like it's, I can't describe it more other than life-changing. Everyone might yeah. think, right? Yeah. I don't know. That is the only way to describe it because it it's li- it's like changing your, it's almost like changing your DNA, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going from this self-loathing, like everything is negative. There, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like anything positive. And then when you are able to transition, and some people don't go from like negative to positive, there's a neutral. And like, it's all part of that process, right? Mm-hmm. But it is life-changing because it doesn't just affect like your breathing. It yeah. affects how you show up in every area of your life. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about having these conversations because if you're continuing to like operate your life out of an operating system that's default, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to do all the things that you want. Just like a computer, if it's got a virus, it's not gonna be able to execute as it should. Right. And I, I try to find the weirdest examples, but there are things that people can understand. You're the same way. If your mainframe is fried, how are you going to show up in every other of your area of your life to a place that you actually feel empowered about? Exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. I used to also work in a very toxic work environment. And like, mm-hmm. just like looking back at it too, of like the negative person that I was and the things that I did and looking to where I am today, like, it's like mm-hmm. embarrassing. Like, I don't want like embarrassing really of how I, something, right. And it's yeah. like, that's not really who I am, but I was just engulfed in that negative piece. And it's mm-hmm. hard to, when you're maybe been, maybe it's grown, you're kind of grown up in that negative piece. So changing your mind frame to be a little bit more positive takes a lot of work. Have you mm-hmm. ever watched secret no i haven't i love it it's <laughs> affirmations and like i like it's on netflix so watch i'm it. aware of it i just haven't it, watched it it's good i think like um after like leaving the toxic plays um <laughs> or i started watching the show again because everyone was talking about it and so i started watching it and i was like Yes, I'm going to start. That's kind of when my whole affirmation journey started coming in mm. to light because that's really what the secret's all about. And right. just being more positive and putting that out there. Because let's be mm. honest, are you wanting to be hanging out with somebody who's all like negative Nancy or mm. positive and putting that energy out and cultivating a safe place? I want to be yeah. in that space personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I think, I think oftentimes too, it's really hard for people to know what step it is to take when you're in a situation like we both can probably relate being in abusive situations that when you're when you're in it you excuse a lot of the red flags start to happen and then when you're in it it's almost like you're blind to what's actually happening Mm -hmm. and it's only once you're out that you realize how much of your peace was robbed and i think that that's a really big thing that people can use as a navigation tool is Mm -hmm. do you feel peaceful or do you feel at unrest? And a lot of things I work with, with, I say to women all the time is like pursue peace in every area of your life, because mm-hmm. following that will allow you to start to see things differently, see yourself differently and operate differently. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it is really hard to go from that, like self-deprecating even to a place of self-love again, it, it might be getting into neutral. Um, and Brandon said in the comment, comments, even, even in the positive affirmations don't work for said person, it's just burying yourself in negative thoughts and that helps, right? So some of it is just like getting the negative thoughts, realizing that they're there, one. So some of it, you might not even be realizing that what you say. So some of the work is just like stopping. Okay, I said that to myself. I didn't really want to say that and just be mindful. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then the next step might be then starting to change some of those things. So I often have people 
write down what are the, the lies you're saying to yourself or believing about yourself and then write the opposite of what the truth is or what you want to believe mm -hmm. uh, because the gap can feel really large yeah but it is possible to do that reprogramming and get out of that negative space yeah. and it and everybody listening it takes time yeah it, oh yeah i'm like still learning how to do it like i'm still yeah. like we were just having like a crisis before coming in here and i was like Ugh why did I start this business? This is ridiculous. And like the start the negative talk yeah. of it. And then I was like, switch it, switch it. You're going down this rabbit hole that you don't need to go in. You know why you started it was to help women build a business and help others. So mm -hmm. why remind yourself, what's your why? What's your why? Yeah. And then kind of resegment a little bit. Okay. Just a negative little bump in the road here. We'll revisit it another day. <laughs> but yeah, and I think like with those feelings too, I think one of the other things too, especially in this past season for me, it's been very, very challenging. I've had a lot mm -hmm. of transition, which you know about. Um, but one of the things I find that like in sharing what you just shared, even people are like, oh, you'll be fine. Oh, it's okay. You're strong. And sometimes it is taking a pause to be like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> It sucks, but then saying, okay, five minutes, I'll allow myself to feel this. And then I have to keep it moving. And that's where, when you come to a place of like affirmations and positive thinking and that kind of thing is you're able to still acknowledge those feelings because you don't want to stuff them down. Otherwise they're just yeah. going to fester. Yeah. But then, um, but then you're able to switch your mindset and then start seeing a way out, right. Mm -hmm. Rather than feeling like you're still trapped in it. So I think just acknowledging those emotions are really important as well. Wants to be in camera. Hi. Hey, she loves watching herself. That's so funny. She's so cute. <laughs> uh, but like, that's and that's too like as myself as a mom and you might be able to relate to this too. Like I don't want it, my kids to look up at me being like, "Wow, she's negative," or "Wow, mm -hmm. you know, she's always X, Y, and Z." Like, I want to be like, obviously you have to be destructive sometimes, but I might also be like, okay, <laughs> it's fun. Or mom has like a good outlook in life. Yeah. So. It's well, I like think also too, like, I think, especially because of our generation, like we're way more mindful than I think our yeah. parents were because things are talked about more. Right. So like us being aware of like, for me, it's, I don't want Brooklyn to grow up the same with the same body issues I had. So I affirm her in a very different way. And I know that's working because I hear her talk to her toys and, Oh, are you okay? Did you bump your head? Let me pray for it. Like that's her dialogue because that's how I speak to her. Right. Um, but because we're mindful of it, I think we are changing those narratives and I think we are not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. And I think they also need to see that too. Um, and how to handle it right when we aren't perfect. And I, Especially like I grew up think like I was very performative. I had to have straight A's. I had to do really well. I had to be successful in order to feel loved. And I don't want that for her. And so mm -hmm. being super aware of that <laughs> means that I don't just validate when she does a good job. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And also telling her that I'm proud of her. And again, I know it's working because she does the same thing to her mini and Mickey. Um, and say, I'm so proud of you for going down the slide. So um, those kinds of things, like I think being mindful and aware of it, and that's what it comes down to with all of this, right? Is mm -hmm. being mindful and aware and getting in the driver's seat as opposed yeah. to just letting life take you and just surviving. Yes. Right? And it's okay to hit the pause button and yeah. give grace. Because I feel like we are always like, 200% let's go mm -hmm. hard, <laughs> especially yes. as um, like, I find too, like as we grow your business and those who are not entrepreneurs, specifically some people in the family may be like, Oh, are you successful yet? It's like, I literally just launched like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, now you're making me question why I'm doing this and all the things. Now the negative pieces are coming in my head and now I'm just shutting down. <laughs> yeah. It's a combination of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very true. And I think oftentimes too, like our definition of success, not just what other people mandate for us. Yeah. That also, I know that that's one I've had to work at. I've done a lot of TV and I've worked with some amazing brands. And yet, because my certain measure of success 
isn't met, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's not a big deal when that's not the case right um and again coming back to like what you said too like the reason you started your business was to help women and that's why i started doing what i do as well right was to make a difference and and it all wraps up in our purpose and what we were created for right um but again it's not always easy to remember but when you shift that mindset you come to it quicker yeah 100 percent. how about you tell the listeners about your your book because i'm looking at the time and i want to make sure you share about your book Okay, so I have a copy here. This is my fitness and self-love journey. So essentially, this is my entire coaching program in one book. So I coach clients one-on-one. I have an app. So if you wanted to work with me, you would go to my website, apply for it. Um, mm-hmm. And my assistant reaches out um, to set up a time to chat. And we I literally create a custom program for you, basically built off of everything in this book. So we go through affirmations and journaling and how to do all the things. So I share my, a bit about my story in a little bit more detail. Um, we go through setting your goals, creating sustainable habits, how to plan and prepare. Like it's, it's like a workbook, um, writing your affirmations, talking about self-care and rest, um, practicing your affirmations, getting comfortable with the mirror, some, some actual like specific mirror work. Um, again, it's like a full workbook, but then you get into actually being able to track your journey. So it's 12 weeks of tracking. So you have everything's in four week cycles, which is how I train my clients as well. So you every it's undated. So you can do this multiple times. Um, your goals for the month. I like to set intentions. I think it's important and then endless possibilities. So I usually like to just kind of like, this is usually what I write as my prayer for um, the month of what my hopes are for the month. And then a week in advance. So you can kind of plan out when your workouts are going to be. So I often recommend when it comes to figuring out how and when you're going to work out is take a look at your calendar, put in all the things you have to put in and then plug in your workouts where it's going to work for your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you want to work out at five, but that's really not going to work for your day, you're not working out at five. So you got to yeah. put it in plan ahead yeah. and then you can track every day. So we have something you're grateful for every day. I think it's really important to be mindful of what you're grateful for your affirmation of the day, your goals for the day in terms of your wellness. So I usually put um, what my workout is for the day, my walk, hitting my 10K steps, drinking my water, and then anything else. Like, I think it's really important to have a tracker that's not just fitness, but also like, what else? Like Brooklyn starting daycare on Wednesday, right? Like those kinds of things. Um, total steps so you can track them. I really think it's important. I love having a steps goal because it just makes me mindful to be active through the day. Um, tracking your water to make sure you stay hydrated and then your mood for the day. Um, And really the reason for having your mood for the day is just to draw some conclusions. How Mm -hmm. do you feel on a day you work out versus how you feel on a day you don't work out? How you feel on a day you're nourishing your body or you're not, or you're around people who are negative, right? Like those are the kinds of things we want to draw conclusions of so that Mm -hmm. we do more of what makes us feel good, less of what makes us feel pretty crummy. And then good things that happen that day. So I love to have this as a like place for celebration as well as a marker. Oh, for like example, that. I just found out today that I'm going to Montreal on Sunday for a campaign oh, with Pennington. Oh. So that will be in mind today. Um, so you have seven Congrats. of those. Thank you. Seven of those for the week. And then you have a weekly reflection. of mm-hmm. What were my wins for the week? What are my opportunities for this coming week? Rather than seeing it as I failed at something this week. Let me, it's more of a positive yes. mindset of like, yes. what are my opportunities? What can I do different this week? And then what do I need to make this happen? Um, a habit tracker for the week. And then like, you can just process your thoughts and give yourself a rating. Um, and then it repeats. So it really is like a program in one. Um, and then I also have a refill version. So if you don't want the book every time there is a refill version, that's half the price and it's just the 12 weeks of tracking. Um, I actually personally use it. I've been using it every day since January 1st. I love actually writing it down and feeling proud at the end of the day showing up and like checking something off that you've done it actually helps build your confidence, self-confidence even more because you've just followed up on a commitment you made to yourself. Yeah. Um, so it's really valuable. <laughs> yeah, and it, it gets you kind of sitting down to kind of in quiet if you can. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, reflecting a little bit and yeah. making notes for yourself. So that can be a little bit of your quiet you time that sometimes yes. get. get missed. And I think also too, like it comes back to like, you're, if there is one secret when it comes to your wellness, mm-hmm. it is planning and preparing. 
You're not going to hit your goals like anything else in life unless you are actually planning and preparing and making space for it. So it's a quick way to be like, okay, this is how today went. I didn't like how today was. What can I change it for tomorrow? And so like, it's literally just having that little quick check-in time. And for me, it's like you said, it's part of that self-care. So I do mine every night before bed. And then I journal as part of my wind down routine for bedtime um, to help prepare me, do a brain dump. (laughs) So that I'm not thinking about all the things while I lay down, um, which I know is something that a lot of women struggle with. So just yes. a lot of those little tools to help help on that journey because it can feel really daunting, but it yes. doesn't have to be. Now it's so natural. Um, and it's been, t- it's been 10 years for me doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this book is 10 years of lessons and learnings in order to help you on your journey. I love that. And you can get it on Amazon. Yep. Amazon worldwide. Um, just search fitness by Sarah Taylor or fitness and self-love journey or my name, um, or the link that you have on the show. <laughs> Popping it up and above. I keep going between the different, if you see me looking down, it's cause I'm like, which one shall I throw up? <laughs> <laughs> like a little radio host over here. <laughs> um, I was just looking at some of the questions. Um, I know we kind of brought in faith a little bit there. How does faith entwine with your mission in empowering women through fitness and wellness? So in full transparency, I grew up as a pastor's kid and I've been sharing my life online for 10 years when I went Miss Plus Canada in 2014. And Mm -hmm. I have only started sharing about my faith in the last probably year. Um, It's something that I would like just kind of like bypass, but not actually go into detail. But if it wasn't for my faith, I would be here. So much of my journey is wrapped into me really seeing how God sees me and seeing me as worthy. And with that, I also know that like not everybody resonates with the Christian faith. Um, So I'm also very like aware of that. With that said, I've attracted a lot of clients and women who are of the Christian faith. And so some clients are like, don't bring up faith in my stuff. I've never actually had somebody say that, but I, I'm not pushy with it. (laughs) Um, but also I have clients who are like, I really appreciate that you talk about doing your devotions. Can that be one of my habits in our coaching program? And so I do think it's important because we are made of body, soul, and spirit, and it is an element that we need to take care of. And so I'm happy to share the things that I've learned and discovered. And I also recently just graduated seminary. Um, I, uh, I did a virtual, just a small one. Um, but it was specifically for women to learn how to preach. Um, and so I just graduated that at the end of January. So just trying to add to my skills and how I can communicate a little bit more effectively when it comes to the things of the Bible. Um, but I think the thing I'm passionate most about when it comes to the Bible is women in the Bible, because there are so many amazing women in the Bible. My name personally comes from biblical reference, Sarah and Ruth. Um, and Sarah in the Bible is somebody who had great promise that felt impossible. She had a baby at 90. Um, and I resonate a lot with that as part of my journey. And then Ruth is somebody who has been redeemed and who had great purpose and destiny out of great pain. Again, a lot of who I am. And so I think it's really cool to take lessons from the Bible and then apply it to our everyday life and how it applies to us as women and, mm-hmm. and um, attributes we can strive to as women um, and women to look up to in the Bible. I think that that's my niche is like digging into that a little bit more. So I'm currently studying women up at the Bible and just kind of like soaking in that. Um, not sure quite yet what that's all going to look like, but I know that it'll come. So yeah, I was like, very big part of my brought up that you're doing that before? Cause I feel like I'm having like deja vu. I don't know. Someone told me about <laughs> the Bible before. I feel like it was last week. So it might've been me. Oh yeah. Cause I shared that. I shared that specific yeah. story um, in my, inst- in my Instagram. Okay. I was like, am yeah. I having deja vu right now? What's happening? <laughs> no, I definitely shared it. Um, yeah. My family is, uh, we grew up as Christian and baptized. And then we also are Catholic. And then okay. we also had a journey of, once I'm going to uh, going down, um, wanting to see what Jehovah's Witness is, and so for um, me, you know what my journey is. I think I'm just kind of like, da, 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 like, yeah. Well, well, I think it's important for people to like navigate for themselves. Like, I grew up as a pastor's kid, but my faith didn't become my, my own until I was 16. And I think it's a really important like we might be raised a certain way, but I think it is important for us to discover and go on that journey because it's going to mean more to you when you discover it. 
Exactly. I right? grew up a lot with um, my aunt and her kids and her kiddos in the summer. And so I'd go over mm -hmm. there and we'd go to church every Sunday. Like that was what we all did together, no matter what. When the boys mm -hmm. had to go sleepovers, they always had to come back and we all made sure we went to church every Sunday. Um, that was definitely big. And so it's like an ongoing joke because sometimes I have um, the prayer station set on my car. And so every now and then, if my husband goes in the car and it's like set to that, he's like, oh, your music's playing again. I'm like, oh, I know, I loved it. It just picked me up today. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, how, I'm just watching the time because we have a few more minutes. Um, how did you start approaching renowned brands like Nike, Sport Check? If anybody <laughs> out there listening, like, and Nick's, because that was a pretty recent one, was it not? Yeah. Um, so in all honesty, a lot of it came from just like putting myself out there. When mm -hmm. I first started, I just started taking brands. Um, and I'll be completely transparent. I've not had an agent. So all the work that I've done has been, I kind of believe God's open doors. Um, yeah. that I've never knocked on. So like Nike was my biggest dream when they launched plus size in 2016, I did a photo shoot, um, and said one day I will model for Nike. And I happened to know somebody who put my name forward, um, for a motherhood campaign with Nike. And so that was the big one. And then they also sponsored three runway shows I produced. Um, okay. Thank you. Three runway shows I produced, um, at the national women's show in 2019. Yeah. Um, so they had my entire community come to the Toronto office, dressed everybody head to toe and gifted them all their outfits. And there was 30 of them. Oh, so like wow. stuff like that, just like, just happened. Nix. I went to an event for that. I was invited as an ambassador and just kind of happened. I just continue going. I just, I think one of the biggest things is to put yourself out there and keep taking one step at a time. That's really what it comes down to and pursuing your dreams. Like these are things that I one never thought was possible. Um, and two, I'm living my wildest dreams in so many aspects, like going mm. to Pennington's on the week on Sunday to Monday. Um, like that's pretty significant. Right. But again, none of it would have happened until I learned to love myself. I started putting myself out there and started realizing what my dreams were and wanting to make a difference. Like it's not, mm. not the Sarah show. <laughs> it's yeah. my hope is that women see my story and hear me talk. It's mm -hmm. she can do it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's plus size. I can do that. I can be that confident, right? Like that's my hope is that it really empowers women to pause and decide they want to make a change and just start showing up. Um, so they can live the life that they want and they can feel empowered and not constantly feel like they're not enough. I love that's that. What it comes down to. I love that. Uh, is there any last advice or tips you want to give to our listeners? Cause I'm, we have a few more minutes left. <laughs> Three minutes. I would say the biggest thing when it comes to being fulfilled in life is really coming down to dialing into how much you're worthy as you are now that you don't have to make change and to be able to look into the mirror every single day and say, I love me, I value me, I'm worth it. And then showing up in that place. And so is it going to be uncomfortable if you're not currently feeling the way you want to feel? Probably, but that's where you're going to grow. And you have two choices, stay where you are and continue to feel the way you feel or regress um, or mm. focus on small changes yes. that will add up over time to get you to where you want. It's not a race. It's a journey. We don't need to focus on the destination right now. Just focus on finding ways to show up for yourself, body, soul, and spirit so that you can live the life that you want and live it fulfilled and out of a place of plenty rather than lack. And I think that my hope is that people can take that pause to make that decision because that's the hardest step is just making that decision. Um, and then just taking one step in front of the next, in front of the next, in front of the next. Yes. I love that so much. I finally, I think I say this quite a bit on the show is just be mindful and give yourself grace because yeah. we're always so like a hundred percent hard on ourselves, hundred percent all the time. Us as yeah. moms, just kind of, we always forget about ourselves. So yeah. if you're comparing a lot to others, you're going to forget about you. Yeah. And stop the comparing and really just be who you are and really step mm -hmm. into your worthy self because everyone's worthy. Yeah, exactly.
Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you, everyone, for tuning into the show. Uh, everyone in the chat room, a big thank you to the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network. Next week, we have Tiana coming in from Exportation Education Institute. We are talking about uh, a bit about human trafficking and um, censorship for kids as young as six and up. So please tune in. I'm excited to also have her come in and educate us all. So with that, until next week, remember your journey is unique and your worth is unquestionable. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming in. Thank you so much for having me.